0: Welcome, baseball family. This week, we're going to talk about warm fuzzies, ticket prices, contenders, pretenders, and panic or patience right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I'm Brig. I'm back in action, and I got the Bradmaster
1: here himself. How are you, Mr. Brad? I'm doing well. I uh, had a good good holiday. How are you today, Brig? Man, it was a holiday. You
0: know, emphasis on day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was great. Overall, very, very awesome. So. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, But, boy, I'm telling you, there's a lot of baseball stuff to talk about because there's a whole lot of baseball going on. And uh, let's get into it. Are you ready? Let's roll. Let's start with some current events. Um, Marcus Stroman, he tossed a complete game one hitter versus the Tampa Bay Rays. That is basically the only reason this is relevant. But let's get into it. Wander Franco is uh, the only guy to have recorded a hit against Stroman in the Cubs, but specifically Strowman, He got it on a clean single up in the seventh inning. Um, Stroman delivered 105 pitches, which is a season-high mark for him, and eight Ks, eight strikeouts in the game. That's also a season-high for him this uh, in this 2023 campaign. Uh, that was his fourth career complete game and his second career shutout. Congratulations to Marcus Stroman on the pitching, you know, clinic he put
1: on. But specifically, as I said, because he did it against the Rays. Right. Um, I I think what's going on here, Brig, is that the Rays uh, busted out 15 hits against the Dodgers on Sunday, so yeah. they all need to get new bats. There are no hits left in the bats that they brought with them, so it's time to <laughs> snap the ones they have, give them away, give them to a kid, something, get just get rid of those bats because there are no hits left in them, and uh, go on to the next one in their in their locker or whatever wherever they keep the bats.
0: Yeah, yeah. Here's here's a real question though. Do do they also need to replace the hats for their bats, or can they keep those and move them over? I think they can keep the hats for their bats. That's really important. <laughs> you want to keep the mojo
1: going, okay? And maybe it's the hats because bats get cold. You know, they do get cold, and they only have so many hits in them, that's right? True. Like that's, that's the thing true. is. Like I'm, I'm serious when I say that those bats <laughs> have no hits left in them. Yeah. You'll get yourself new bats, and the it's Rays are going to be fun. right back at it tomorrow. So Cubs, <laughs> look out. Yeah,
0: exactly. But congratulations to Stroman on his uh, wonderful and what certainly will be a short-lived victory. Okay, Um, Major League Baseball warned the Brewers to get their stadium fixed. This is fabulous (laughs) because it's when Major League Baseball swings a hammer, boy, they come down hard. It is like the U.S. government wanting their money back, and that is exactly how this feels. So American Family Field needs an estimated... $448 448 million dollars in repairs and so far there has not been an ultimatum in place as far as timelines however as i said previously the leniency leash is going to be pretty short i think on getting this done so i think if they don't have a multi-year plan in place very
1: quickly then major league baseball is going to be up set I think they will, and I think a big part of it is because of what happened to the stadium in Oakland, right? Because that used to yeah. be a great stadium once upon a time, but now it clearly is not. And uh, we've seen what it takes to get a new stadium anywhere. And honestly, that stadium's only—I think they said 22 years old. Yeah, it's not that it old. It shouldn't be a—it shouldn't be a crap hole already. I'm sorry. No, no, I agree with you. So. Yeah, okay. It's, it's interesting. But Brig, my question for you though is um they they reference the A's, do you think that baseball will ever leave Milwaukee? Do you think that they would end up being like nope, that's it. We're out. Uh
0: well, I hope not because it's in a gorgeous location right now. It yeah. is. Oh, yeah, it's 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 in a fabulous location. So, I hope they don't ever change uh, the location it'd be okay if they tore this one down renovated it or whatever or even built something nearby um but the way where it sits right now is it's it's a really cool spot so um at least visually i don't know like what yeah. the part of town is that looks like right but, uh, yeah anyway the point is it i mean atlanta did it and there's it would if you had asked me that about
1: atlanta i'd have told you no way well but what they, i mean by baseball leaving milwaukee is Tennessee. Oh, you. Oh, do you think they would relocate oh. the Brewers if they don't get their act together?
0: Oh, I hope not. I don't think
1: they would. I don't um, think so, but I, I don't because like I don't tone, Brad. Well, I, I'm just it was just <laughs> it's just an interesting thought because that's stuff that I've heard uh brought up over the last few days because they specifically referenced the A's. Right. They didn't say like We'll relocate you. But they're just like, look what happened there. I don't think they would. I think that the Brewers obviously want to be in Milwaukee. I don't think the A's wanted to be in Oakland. Like they've been trying to get out of there for years. Right. Yeah. No. And that's... rather than putting money into a stadium, they're just like, we're just going to leave. We're just going to leave. So I think that's a big, that's a big difference. But the thing that is crazy to me is like I said, that they let it go get so bad so fast that like there was no initiative in place to update it because team T-Mobile T-Mobile Park is twenty-four years old now. Mm-hmm. Opened in '99, and they've already gone through and done a ton of updates to that stadium because they specifically said, I think it was like four or five years ago, they're like, yeah. "We want this to be a hundred-year-old stadium. We want it to be Fenway Park in a hundred years, Wrigley Wrigley Field in a hundred years. Like, we want it yeah. to be around for that long." And I think part of that is where else are you gonna put it? Yeah, yeah, right. You know, so there's that, but. Mm. It was really cool hearing the Seattle Mariners organization, like putting a lot of pride into their stadium. And it would be nice if the same thing was going on with American Family Field, because it certainly isn't going on in Phoenix. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be nice if everybody did it right. Yeah,
0: that's I don't think this is an issue that is limited to only one ball club, right? Because in Phoenix,
1: they're like, rather than fixing the roof and making updates, we just want a new stadium out west of town, which I would be super happy about because that's just down the street for me. But at the yeah, same yeah. time, though, like, take care of where you live, man.
0: Yeah, that's what I think.
1: That's the thing that's weird to me.
0: In the military, we always said you should always be improving your fighting position, right? And sometimes that meant aesthetics, and sometimes that meant cover and concealment, and sometimes that meant comfort. And it means all kinds of different things but you should yeah. always be making improvements to your p- current position always mm-hmm. yeah yeah so and yeah the mindset your i don't understand different. yeah yeah I don't, I don't get it either let's move on to transactions cuz uh the odyssey of gary sanchez has taken another turn <laughs> and we we don't understand so the mets uh this they, first of all so he played for the mets for like a half a day and then he was claimed out, claimed off waivers. The Mets picked him up. He signed a big league contract with the Padres. Suddenly, and that makes no sense.
1: So the only so here, let me tell you the only thing that does make yeah. sense, Brig, is that and at the catching position, the Padres are really weak. Austin Nola is not a great catcher, which is weird. Because last year, he was not a bad catcher. Right. And he's still not, like, he's serviceable. But I think last year, the Padres knew that they needed to upgrade then as well. But they didn't. Mm -hmm. They have this kid. So, they have this kid in their system. He's, like, 17 years old. And he got into a spring training game. It was a huge deal. Because it might have even been 16 during spring training. And he's supposed to be, like, a stud. Supposed to be really, really good. Right. Yeah. But he's obviously not ready because he's... Not even an adult. Yeah. Whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're like, we <laughs> just got to like plug this hole until we can bring him up in like three years. And so I think that they're just trying to, they're just trying to bring in bridge catchers. And I don't know if Gary Sanchez is actually going to catch or if he's just going to DH because they're also dealing with some injuries because Manny Machado's on the D on the IL for the first time since 2014. So. That's I don't know what's deal. going on. It's a huge deal. It just it feels like a really desperate move by the Padres, though. Just be like, yeah. we have all this talent, but we're still not winning. We don't know what's going on. Let's try to fill every hole that might be the problem.
0: Well, and not only that, but Gary Sanchez comes cheap. So nope. even if it's like, uh, even if it's like, well. Never mind. <laughs> it's not going to be a big deal.
1: <laughs> it's well, it's as fine. easy to cut, cut ties with him as, as the Mets made it, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You were exactly. fine for a day. but uh, Thank you.
0: Come again later. I don't know. Uh, so the White Sox have activated Eloy Jimenez. Brad, tell us about Eloy Jimenez. Uh,
1: I think they need, they need his bat. The White Sox have been playing a little bit better recently, but they definitely need his bat in the lineup. The problem is that the dude just flat out has a hard time staying healthy he and Luis Robert both um but I think having an Jimenez in there right now uh is going to be really really helpful for them so yeah it'd be good for him
0: uh the Rays have finally activated Tyler Glass now and this is a big deal because he uh is a good pitcher when he's on he's really really good big time Um, yeah yeah, so what they need from him is more than zero games. I think is the biggest, <laughs> the biggest contributing factor. And that's the thing the that's funny situation. is because the
1: the Rays are already really good without him, and it's like you bring <laughs> yeah. him in, it's like great. You think you're going to get oh, a day man. off, the fifth guy in the rotation? Now you got Glass, and I'll back off the aisle? Crap.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I wonder if he'll stutter step at all, or do you think he'll come right back uh, and be swinging? Like um
1: major contributor. I think he'll be fine. Um, he's he can sling it, man. He's such a great pitcher. I really like Tyler Glasnow a lot. Part of it is I'm a little bit jealous of his hair, but another part of it is <laughs> that like I think I think he's a great pitcher. Like he's I would love to have the pick- guy on my team <laughs> that maybe we'll trade. I don't know. <laughs> i bet you could get away with it <laughs> i'd love to see you with tyler
0: glass now Herbeth. that would me too Woo-hoo! One, somebody with photoshop skills get on and do that okay jump on somewhere give brad give the blackjack brad needs some her all right the athletics have dfa'd jesus aguilar and the basically they don't have a clue <laughs> what to do with anything, or they don't care about anything. And so we're going to spin our fancy little – see, this is my imaginary spinning wheel. Okay. We're going to play who needs a DH or who wants an extra first <laughs> baseman. And you know who the first person I thought of, the first team I thought of, was friggin' Houston. So
1: – Hey, Jose Abreu, finally hit a home run. <laughs> oh, you kidding me one – did you see that did you see what you see the the highlight of that no as soon as it went out he picked up his pace and he sprinted around the bases he touched home and didn't give anybody a high five until he sprinted into the dugout to celebrate with everybody (laughs) like he had never (laughs) hit a home run in his life (laughs) it was amazing but yeah they probably could use another first baseman or dh there i'd I said I last week so. about Eric Cosmer. like I'd take that as a DH in Seattle. Taylor Trammell is DHing tonight, and I'm not super thrilled about it because he hasn't been putting yeah. together very good at bats lately. Uh, but then you got AJ Pollock as the other option, and that's not a super great option either because he's batting under 200. So he's got four home runs, and two of them came in one game.
0: Let's so, talk. Uh, let's let's stay on the subject of first base DH oh. options and okay. uh, talk about our favorite guy to. To I mean, if you're, look, look, I'm going to say this kindly. If you, (laughs) if you want just the most horrible story in Major League Baseball that I can think of off the top of my head right now, that's not Jacoby Ellsbury, (laughs) uh, it's going to be Luke Voigt, actually. Like, this dude's life is rough, and he was just
1: DFA'd by the Brew Crew. Who picked him up? Uh, I don't know because he's actually, he's hitting 221, which incidentally, that's exactly what Aguilar is hitting, but he Mm -hmm. has no home runs, four RBIs, two stolen bases, believe it or not, four walks, 27 strikeouts, um, an OPS of 548. The difference between Aguilar and Voight, I think, is that Voight comes with baggage. I think at this point maybe he's matured and he's sorted things out, and I think he's probably been humbled considerably because he didn't even know if he was going to make the squad out of spring training. No kidding, with the Brewers, right? So there, there's. I wonder if there's something there where he's just like, I just got to do whatever it takes to get on a team. I don't know, yeah. but I think I think he'll land somewhere. There are enough teams dealing with enough stuff uh, that need a guy who could swing the bat. To some degree, and maybe who knows, maybe he'll get out there and he'll get everyday reps and he'll improve. I don't know because some guys that's how some guys are, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't think anybody brings him in on a big league contract, though. I think it's a minor league deal somewhere.
0: I think so too. So here's the problem he played with the St. Louis Cardinals for 62 games in 2017, uh, 47 games or so, or eight, excuse me, eight games in 18. Then he was traded to the Yankees. He played for the Yankees in 18, 19, 20, and 21. Um, and then it was some injuries. He had some injuries. And then 2022, um, he was not invited back by the Yankees. In 2022, he ends up with San Diego for 82 games, Washington 53 games. And then he's been with Milwaukee for approximately 22 games Yeah, this season. Those are short tenures. years in not enough teams or in too many teams right so yeah. the faith the faith you got in, like what are you bringing into the clubhouse where's his headspace what's he gonna do to your dynamic there's a lot of questions that you have to answer and that's why I think you're right I think you test him out on a minor league deal um, and so I could see him playing for uh, a
1: AAA club and um while they sort out how how they feel about him Right. And the thing that's interesting about bringing a guy in on a, on a minor league deal is that, like, Mike Ford has been playing in AAA for the Mariners the entire year. He's been playing in AAA for several teams over the last few years. Yeah. And he rakes, rakes in AAA. Mike Ford's a terrific. And he's not a bad first baseman. Right. And if you have him on your AAA team, you've got a good first, a really good first baseman. Yeah. The problem is, is that you have him on your big league roster, you have a first baseman who can't hit. Yep. And I wonder if that's what's going to happen to Luke Voigt. Is that he's going to be really good first baseman on some AAA team somewhere for however long he's willing to do it. Because if he gets on a big league team, he have got a first baseman who can't hit.
0: Whoa, I just had the best idea ever. You ready? What's that? Yeah. You know who should pick up Luke Voigt is Oakland. They just <laughs> DFA'd <laughs> Asus Aguilar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like... He'd fit right Come in. Come I mean, on, <laughs>
0: give the guy a chance. I I really like Luke Voight. I've always liked Luke Voight. I was sad you, to see you him did go. like him
1: when he was in New York. Yep. Yeah, I thought he brought a lot of charisma
0: and and verve or whatever. And uh, but Rizzo's better. So like,
1: I'm not right, saying, but yeah, yeah. Currently, first baseman for the uh, for the A's is Ryan Noda, and I think he just got called up when they DFA'd Aguilar. So Aguilar, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, two more transactions and then we're going to move on. Braves have activated Mike Soroka. This is his first time back in three years because he's torn his ACL like 17 times and uh, shoulder cutting. inflammation like 400 times and a bad attitude problem that the doctors gave him pills for or whatever. And now <laughs> he's finally going to be playing. So that's really
1: exciting. <laughs> and so he did, he pitched tonight. He went six innings, gave up five hits, four runs. Struck out three, walked two with one home run. The Braves are that's currently a down four to two. But, yeah, I mean, for the first time pitching a big league game in three years, heck, yeah, I'd take that. Yeah, on yeah, the Braves. I, There's some I wouldn't good be things. worried about that. Yeah, I wouldn't be worried about that.
0: Okay, you ready for our most happiest warm fuzzy news ever? Yeah. The White Sox, not only are they playing a little better, which is great, but they have officially activated Liam Hendricks.
1: And that is
0: the news the world needed.
1: Yes, it is. That's
0: fantastic. So, baseball family, if you're new to the saga, Liam Hendricks was diagnosed with cancer, went through chemo, supported by the community, supported by the club. Everybody was on his team. Beats cancer. And after two weeks after he was declared cancer-free, he's back on a mound pitching again. He does a pretty good job. Good enough, good enough, good enough. Boom. Here we are. What is this, like four to six weeks after he was declared cancer-free? Yeah, something like that. It's quick.
1: Holy cow. lot sooner cow. than I would have thought.
0: Yeah. So congratulations to Liam Hendricks and to the White Sox fan base. And thank goodness for a supportive ball club. Like, bravo, Chicago. Yeah. That's what I said. Yep.
1: For sure. Okay. I love it. I'm so excited for that guy. Brad's new favorite <laughs> Uh, your favorite
0: segment. It's called That's Baseball, Susan. And last week, he explained to you what that meant. And I think it's fabulous because this is an inside joke Brad and I have been saying for years. That's Baseball, Susan. <laughs> so this week, this installment of That's Baseball, Susan comes to you actually from Susan Waldman's home turf in the Yankees organization, okay? <laughs> Here's what happened. The Yankees are playing the Padres in the Boogie Down. All right, they're in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> ha Kim is on second base. Okay, Jose Azocar singles to center field. It's kind of shallow. Harrison Bader sprints off gets gets it off the bounce, sprints on it, and then Crow hops. And basically air mails it all the way home. It was like 300 feet above Higgy's head, above the catcher's head. seriously it was it wasn't that much, but it was it was a country mile over his head. He overthrew <laughs> that uh, incredibly. and the dude's got a hose, right? So right. it's yeah anyway, he he got a little too excited and he threw he threw the ball over the catcher's head. That's problem number one. (laughs) Problem number two (laughs) is that Garrett Cole pitching doesn't run to back up the catcher's position. That's what he's supposed to do. Is he there?
1: No, he's not. Somebody finds
0: out he's not. (laughs)
1: What I saw somebody on, I think it was on on Facebook or Instagram, somebody said they ought to be charging Garrett Cole admission because he's got the best seat in the house to watch that play unfold. (laughs) Just watching, spectating, not doing what he's, not working, just watching. He just stood there.
0: (laughs) So the ball's flying over the catcher's head. The catcher realizes he has no support. (laughs) He, He freaks out, obviously, panics and he runs to get the ball that's at the backstop. He grabs it, turns and throws it to third base. This the runner on base, second through that. Yeah, third. The, base. the runner on second scored an hour ago at this point, okay? <laughs> Jose Azacar is peeling around second base by the time the catcher gets the ball and he's getting ready to slide into third base when the ball goes way over <laughs> DJ LeMay's head. <laughs> at third base, <laughs> and he just looked at it. He's like, "Well, <laughs> does the runner stop? No, he doesn't. <laughs> he goes all the way around third base, and he scores a little league home run." <laughs> so, in left Yankees field at the time, the had to have
1: been IKF, right?
0: I think it yeah. was.
1: Yeah, Isaiah Kinda of for left, <laughs> but he was in left center when that ball was thrown. He never, right, I don't think ever in his, like in a million years, would have thought that Higgy would have thrown that ball, much less to the foul pole. Right? Exactly. So, so now the bases are the empty.
0: Two runs scored on a little league home run in the boogie down. Now, that's baseball Susan for sure. However, <laughs> this is the best part that the Yankees come back and run you, Darvish, completely out of town. After two and a two and two thirds innings, the Yankees come back in that third inning after this debacle, and they score six runs. And you Darvish is sh- shunted from they the scored field. Seven.
1: They scored seven in the third. Oh, I thought it was six. No, they scored seven in the third after that. <laughs> seven that
0: was... in the third. Well, I think you Darvish gave up six. No,
1: he he gave up. He was responsible for all seven.
0: Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the Yanks, yeah. the Yanks went on to win the game ten to seven, and that's baseball, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a day game.
1: <laughs> that's the thing. Weird stuff happens in day games. The Rays and Dodgers, it's, 11 it's to so 10. True. Jeez, so man. True. I was watching that game. I got up and like legit, like I don't even know what I did. It's like I ran upstairs and it was a two to one game. I come back downstairs at seven to two. I wasn't even gone more than five minutes. It's true. Sunday, Sunday afternoon baseball, man. It's so weird. It's wild. So that's your, that's baseball, Susan,
0: uh, for the week. Uh, Our show a Otani news for the week is also very interesting. MLB executives who wish to have remained anonymous and continue to do so with impunity. And we're all bothered by that, but they get away with it somehow. They have reported that the LA Dodgers are considered the clear front runner for the Otani trade at uh, in this free agency coming up at the end of the season. The next level down appears to be, as it's reported, a three-way tie between the Padres, the Mets, and the Yankees. And then then the next tier after that, according to this anonymous MLB executive, is that the Mariners and the Cubs are the next team down in that in the running. Now, obviously, Brad and I have bandied this about a bunch. We've decided how we feel about it. Um, But baseball family, where do you think he's going to end up? Like, seriously, where do you think he's going to end up? Not just because you're a fan of that club. Like, I'd love to see him in pinstripes, and I make that joke all the time. But I don't know for sure that he will actually be a Yankee. Because whatever contract he's going to pick up is going to be for the remainder of his career. Nobody's going to ever let him go after this. And he's not going to want anything shy of absolute certain job security. And he deserves that. So, my question to you, baseball family, is where
1: do you think he legitimately ends up? We don't know. So, right. And so here's something that so Jewel and I were talking about this today. Um, because we talk about this all the time as mm-hmm. Mariners fans that, like, what's it gonna take for Otani to come? Like, yeah. do we need to have like another deck added? Like, what's what do we need to bring Otani yeah. to Seattle? And one of the things that as we were thinking, as I was thinking about this, I was like, the everybody's going to offer him basically the same amount of money, right? So it's not going to money is can. not going to be a thing, right? If they can. Anywhere, yeah. any of his final, final like suitors, or it's all going to be even money. I bet you, I'll bet you're so, right. So the difference is going to be their plan for usage for him. Is it going to be, we don't want you hitting on days you're pitching. Um, we would love to have you hit on days of your pitching, but we want to give you a day off the day after you pitch so you can fully recover. Or we'll let you continue to DH the day after you pitch because you feel like if you feel good, you can go. But let us know how you feel, and we'll go. Like I think it's yeah. going to be how teams address that going forward and then also being like, you know, maybe towards the end of your career you need to pick one, right? And maybe he doesn't want to pick one. And somebody tells him that, he's like, no, sorry that's not Charlie. what I want. Yeah. You know, so I think what it's gonna come down to is how teams want to use him um <laughs> in the next couple of years and towards the end of his career, because like you said, it's gonna be the basically the last contract of his career. And so I th- I think that it's gonna he's gonna have to find somewhere that feels like a match, feels stable, uh, because I don't think it feels stable in Anaheim, doesn't certainly doesn't feel nearly as stable as it did when he got there, or else he probably would have never gone. Totally, right. yeah. So I, I think that's more what it's going to come down to. And I think, See, unfortunately, I hate to say, it, I hate to say, it, I think the Dodgers are going to be able to put together a really good pitch for him. They are. Like I hate to say it, but I think that's why they're the front runner.
0: Okay, I agree with everything you said, but I also think that that culture is going to play a huge role, and that's where the Mariners do have a leg up on everything, especially with Ichiro. But I don't think a team like the Yankees is going to come in, is going to be able to loosen up all their rigid standards, all their this mm-hmm. is what it means to be a Yankee, all their all that whatever for him to feel like he can maybe make something of it or have a say or you know whatever. I don't I don't see him as the kind of guy who is going to go into this part of his career wanting to be molded. I think he wants to do the molding and I mm-hmm. think that that's appropriate but the Yankees aren't going to let him do it.
1: Right, yeah, because the Yankees have their way. And one other thing with that is that, like, I think if he was going to go to the Yankees, he'd have gone there the first time. I'm shocked to see them on this list as high as they are. Same thing with the Mets, because he said before he didn't want to go to a big market, and I don't think that's changed, despite how well he plays at Yankee Stadium man that short portion yeah. he rakes so when he pulls <laughs> yeah he pulls that ball hard <laughs> but i
0: don't think i don't know i, I think culture is going to be a big element of this and uh, baseball family we're going to bring you all the latest obviously we talk about it as often as possible because it is the most interesting story in all of baseball but we don't know but we want to know what you think let's talk about it jump in the comments and let us know uh okay Moving on, Spencer Strider has made Major League Baseball history. For those of you that don't know, he pitches for Atlanta. And he is now the first pitcher to reach 100 strikeouts this season. And he's the the youngest, or excuse me, he's the fastest pitcher to do it in a single season since 1893. And the reason it's since 1893 is because that's when they moved the mound to 60 feet 6 inches from the plate. That's really interesting. Hmm. I did not So, know Spencer Strider has done it in 61 innings. Jacob deGrom has done it twice. He did it 61 and two-thirds innings and 63 innings. Shane Bieber did it in 62 and one-third innings. Corbin Burns did it in 62 and two-thirds. And Max Scherzer has also done it in 63 innings reached 100 strikeouts in a single season. Spencer Strider is now the fastest in the history of Major League Baseball to do it.
1: It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like we talked about, uh, was it Thursday night, about how Spencer Strider just strikes everybody out, Like he, and he continues to. Complete. He's automatic, man. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't skip leg day, doesn't skip feet day no legs <laughs> big, biggest, biggest feet uh, so his feet make him look like he's like five foot six he's six feet tall i bet that dude wears yeah. like a size 16 shoe <laughs> it's With true like he does look small 40 size <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah as big as your head <laughs> <It's> bigger <laughs> yeah all right uh uh brad why don't you give us a fantasy update and then i got some really interesting stuff i want to talk about um, concerning tickets prices around the league
1: okay so we are on let's see here we just finished week eight okay yeah guess who's on Uh, not a streak two in a row i'm on two in a row (laughs) you did wait a minute wait a minute (laughs) Every time I say
0: two in a row is a streak, you climb my frame. That's what I said. That's no, what I said. Hold on. It's not a streak. It's two in yeah, a row. But not a what, streak. Hold it's two on. In a row. What, what what has to be acknowledged here is that you <laughs> wanted to call it a streak. Because I want to be on a winning streak, Brad. In your heart of hearts, you know that two should be a streak, it's Brad. Not, it's, not,
1: it's not, it's not, but it should be. <laughs> if Lou Brown said it was a streak, that would be a streak, but he said that it's called two, <laughs> two in a row.
0: Brown.
1: Blue brown. So it's not a streak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my God. All right. Okay, Blue can brown. I give the fantasy update now, Brig? Please. I'm on two in a row. You're so I, gross. Me, on streak, bro. Julio, <laughs> think you are. You're beat Devastation roll. Incorporated, Mike, our listener participant. I won 568 to 544. My top performer was Polar Bear Pete Alonzo, 62 points. His was... um. His top performer was Spencer Steer with the Reds. Look out for the Reds, man. In Bro. that week division, look out. Spencer Steer had 101 points. So yeah, like I said, I won Steer two in a is row. The Man, so there's that. Anyway, uh, next down we have Big League Chupacabra. That is Jewel and you, Brig, Brig or Mortis. Jewel on this one, 597 to 531. It seemed like it was a lot closer than that, wasn't it? It was so close.
0: I think I know uh, what he did. I think I know what he did. And I think I applaud him for his efforts. But he's putting a he lot. Did he make some late of, changes? Yeah,
1: he's putting a lot into this. And I and I think it's really cool. I just don't care enough to do it. <laughs> I'm, so I've, I've actually, the last two weeks, put a lot more effort into my roster. And I think that's why I'm winning. Anyway. yeah. So his top performer was Lamont Wade Jr. With 69 points. Nice. And Brig, yours was Ty France with 86. Ty France is coming around despite having thought that he exploded his wrist with a hit-by-pitch. Bro, that was scary. You're telling me. Uh, had Sam Haggerty playing first base. That dude's like five and a half feet tall and fast. He's not a first baseman. <laughs> he is the exact opposite of what a first baseman should be. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> anyway, our next matchup, we had not another fantasy team. That's Jason uh, and Burns Turner Overdrive. That's Torrey. They are the hosts of the Philly Baseball Together Podcast. Uh, Tori won this one, 581 to 509. Tory's top performer was Salvi Perez, 65 points. And Jason's was Andrew Vaughn of the White Sox with 87 points. Uh, Last one we have here, Grace Under Fire is Denise. She's the host of the North Chicago podcast. And Harrisburg Charlies, that's John. Uh, Denise really took it to John on this one. I don't know if John is doing his roster these days. Uh, It might just be sitting (laughs) <laughs> Denise won 447 cool. to 282. Her top scorer was Freddie Freeman with 78 points, and uh, John's was Vlad Guerrero Jr. The third with 52 points. As far as records go, I am three and five. Mike is five and three. Jewel is on top of the whole thing at seven and one. Brig, you're four and four. Jason is five and three. Tori is two and six. Denise is five and three, and John is a, is the basement dweller at one and seven. There you have Thanks, our Sean. week eight update. He's the All right, baseball
0: family. Here's the deal. You want to go to a baseball game, right? You say to yourself and you wonder where should I go? And aside from geography, which is probably the decision, you'll <laughs> use, the point you'll use to make the decision. If you were interested, like I was, to know about ticket prices across the league, I'm going to give a major shout-out to Jordan Mendoza, writer for USA Today. He wrote a terrific article explaining the average prices of Major League Baseball tickets league-wide and the cheapest ones, where they are and why. So if you want to check it out, it's on USA Today. He does a great job. However, I'm going to break down some of it with all the props to him. Across Major League Baseball, the average cheapest ticket, average cheapest, is $11. $11, Brad. That's pretty cheap. cheap. Yeah, I like that. How many stadiums do you think have tickets
1: at $6 or less? $6 is really cheap. Um, bro, so I wonder if they count the free kids' tickets because, like, the Diamondbacks do for their kids' club, it, you get a free kid ticket on Sunday with the purchase of an adult, of like a regular ticket.
0: No, so, these are tickets that. that you have, these are actual,
1: buy. these are actual tickets, these are tickets you buy, um,
0: with six dollars or less. Stadiums? I'm gonna say two. Two stadiums. You think two stadiums. Two. Have, you're With wrong. Six
1: or less. Dazzle wrong. Me, Greg.
0: Ten stadiums across Major Ten? League Baseball. Does it you give them? Does for it list six them? six bucks or less, it does. For $6, you can get into Coors Field in Denver, Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, and American Family Field in Milwaukee. For $5, Brad. You no wonder that into... stadium's gone
1: in disrepair. They're not charging anybody admission. How <laughs> <laughs> any money to make repairs?
0: For five dollars, you can get into see a, a Marlins game. You can see a Mets game. You can see the Cardinals play, and you can see the Blue Jays play for five dollars. But that's not all. For four dollars, Brad, you can get into the Angels Stadium, Yankee Stadium, and Oracle Park in San Francisco.
1: Is that standing room only at Yankee Stadium? These are seats. I can't believe you can get in the door at Yankee Stadium for less than fifty dollars. Honestly, much less four. It's interesting that you bring that up. Do you know why that is? I have no idea why. Like,
0: how does that work? Why? It comes down to availability of tickets. Yankee Stadium holds forty six thousand five hundred thirty seven seats. Okay. Their average attendance is 39,618 per game per year. So that's, you know, a, a number of thousands of seats yeah, that go yeah. un, unsold, which is why, mm. because of supply and demand, they have so many seats that they just got to get sold. So huh. they're willing to put corner seats and less Appealing seats, seats in the upper deck, etc. I'll sit anywhere for bucks. Four bucks on the roof. You right, and I don't like heights. You know what I'm saying. what else do you do for four bucks Brad? (laughs) we'll talk later (laughs) yeah so thank you that's for the bullpen cut baseball family if you want to know what brad will do for four dollars you got to get on patreon and support the show that's where you get the unedited and uncut uncut version of the show it's available to all patrons regardless of how much you spend it's $1, $5, $10, $15, and $500 a month of support and the bullpen cut where we will find out what Brad will do for $4 will be available there. Let's get back to tickets. <laughs> All right. Here's the deal. Um, there, Okay. How many stadiums do you think you can get into for $11 or less that we have not already covered?
1: So of the so okay. So there's ten for six dollars or less, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I'll go another Let's do seven this. then.
0: Let's do this. Let's do this. How about for twenty-four dollars between twenty-four dollars and eleven dollars? Okay. I'll so say seven. Six to eleven. So seven, okay, so it's, it's, 11. it's still, eleven. It's eleven more stadiums. Eleven. Teams will let you in the door with a seat for $24 or less. And then you add the 10
1: we already talked about. That's 21. So, so you can get into 21 stadiums for under $24.
0: At a, yeah. Out of 30. Here are the teams you can get into for $24 or less. You can go see the Cleveland Baseball Club for $24. You can see the Dodgers play for $24. You can get into Fenway for $22. You can get into the Astros Minute Maid Park for $18. Texas Rangers at Globe Life, the new one, $16 a, spe- a seat. The Phillies at Citizen Bank, $15. The Trop, nobody wants to go there. You can get it in for $15. Wrigley, $14. Guaranteed rate field, which is where the White Sox play on the south side of Chicago, $13. Truest Park has the cheapest tickets at eleven dollars in Pittsburgh.
1: PNC Park, eleven dollars. I can't believe they're charging that much at the Trop with that many empty seats. That's what I mean. I know they have a good team, so they can like. I guess they can up a little bit, but like with that many empty seats, you got to drop those prices a little bit. Now
0: this does not factor in the average price. Okay, the average price of a ticket, this is the cheapest you can get. The average yeah. ticket price for Yankee Stadium's tickets are $174. Okay, that's right. the average price. Now, you yeah. can go and buy a $1,000 seat behind home plate, sit in the cushy armchair, all the food is paid for, et cetera.
1: That's $1,000 or better, depending right. on who they're playing, et cetera, Right right yeah 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 no no i yeah that's it's this is definitely the bottom the bottom rung you're sitting in right field up the top in the corner behind the pole bring your binoculars yeah yeah all of it
0: john sterling in your ears because you can't hear anything else for sure (laughs) but but baseball is
1: like no buddy (laughs) no but you say number two number two Oh, it took that long for the sound to travel. My goodness. <laughs> there, lost the bat. It took years. <laughs> There's a it's science joke every... for you, break.
0: <laughs> oh, that's baseball, Susan. That's awesome. So b- baseball family, before we take our break, I want you to know that if you have access to a major league baseball facility and you've been worried about ticket prices, it has never been cheaper to go to a ball game than it is right now. Get yourself to the ballpark in recent history. Take your family to the ballpark. Take your friends to the ballpark because you can do it for cheap. My daughter and I got into Bush for $24 a piece last summer, and it was awesome. We got into Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Terrific experience. One of the most beautiful ballparks I've ever been in my life. It was wonderful. Awesome. All right, with that, baseball family, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to play two of our new favorite games. The first one is going to be panic or patience.
1: Welcome back, baseball family. Uh, We're going to come in and play one of our new favorite games that we started this season, panic or patience, and then we'll get into contender pretender later. But for now, panic or patience. So what we'll do is if you didn't join us last month is we're going to go through and talk about some of the teams at the bottoms of their divisions, see if they should be panicking or continue to have patience late in May. Now, remember, they always say you can't win a division in April or May, but you can certainly lose it. You can lose it. So I'm beginning to wonder if these teams are getting to the point where they've lost their division or their chance at a playoff spot without being mathematically eliminated yet. So, Brig, are you ready for this? Oh, I love this game. Go ahead. (laughs) Good. All right, here we go. Let's start with the Phillies. The Phillies are an interesting team. They went to the World Series last year, and they brought in Trey Turner. It was like, oh, that's the piece they need but he's not been good. The Phillies have been worse. 25 and 28 going into Monday. Their last 10, they're 5 and 5. At this point, end of May, is it panic or patience for the Phillies?
0: Um, Patience. I'm saying patience, and I'm saying because of Brother Harper. I want to see what he does at the helm for just a little bit longer, and then we will know. That's okay. my... If it wasn't for him, if I knew he wasn't coming back or whatever, it's over.
1: Panic. So, yeah, I'm going to say patience as well, just because we saw them make a late run last year, right? Like they mm-hmm. didn't have a great start last year, and then they fired Girardi, Philly Robb took over, and then they took off, right? They could still flip to the next year because they have too much talent on that team to not capitalize on a balanced schedule, to not capitalize yeah. on playing some really bad teams like the Rockies and come back and and storm back and I know what well, it's not the not the Mets on top of the east right now it's uh no it's the Braves it's the Braves yeah but they could still but and in fact they get, they're looking up at the Marlins right now as well right so but my thing though is that like how much of what the Marlins are doing is sustainable how much of what anybody else like, how much of what the Diamondbacks is doing sustainable? Like, is that last playoff spot, like that last wild card spot, still up for grabs? And could they streak and get it? I think they could have a little bit, a little bit of patience, a little bit longer, maybe through the middle of June, little middle of June. I wouldn't give them to the break. I might start no. making moves. Yeah, we June. need to see. Yeah, something needs a couple to get. Weeks. If guys July start to first. click, yeah. if guys start to click, then. Then you're good, but until then, if nobody clicks middle of June, you got to start making some moves with somebody, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's stick in the NL Speaking of the Mets, the Mets are currently 27 and 27 going into Monday, and in their last 10, they're six and four, but they didn't show out well. I think it was against the Rockies, they didn't play nearly as well against them as I thought they would. Like I said, the Rockies yeah. are not a good team, no. So, are you panicking or are you having patience with the Mets, Brig?
0: I don't know. I don't know. The problem is, there's there shouldn't be any holes. Mm -hmm. There just shouldn't be. I feel it's
1: kind of the same thing, right? With with the Phillies, where they've got too much talent to be this bad to be a five hundred team. Yeah, and it's like once guys start clicking, they'll be fine. And so maybe it's maybe it's patience through the middle of June again. Kind of the same treatment you give the Phillies. Yeah, but, but I'm panicking a little bit inside as a Mets fan. Well, just because you've panicking. seen the song and dance before, right? Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> I'm panicking because of talent, and I'm panicking on maybe some cohesion problems or, or whatever. But again, with the balanced schedule, I don't know, man. I'm worried. I'm not ready to hit the panic button. But I'm worried. We should go in between. Can I have an (laughs) in-betweener on this one? You get one in betweener. If you want this, oh, if this is the let me look at the lineup. Is this the only in-between I want? Hold on.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, this
0: is the one I want. I feel I know
1: what I want to say about the rest of them. (laughs) Okay. It's your one in betweener. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks. You get one too, by the way. All right. We'll see. No, I I like I said a couple more weeks of patience with, with the mess just because of the talent. But it is weird because Buck Show Walker Buck Showalter did come out. He's like, he's like, I don't like Pete Alonso swearing on the field. Right. Okay. <laughs> and get off his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny he has issues with him swearing, but not his pelvic thrusting celebration. Apparently. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's lewd odd. crude bad dude <laughs> to say the least all right <laughs> yeah. on to the nl central we have one team in the nl Central. So, ah uh, we got two we got two teams yeah. in the nl central here here we go let's talk about the cardinals okay 24 and 32 uh in their last 10 they're five and five panic or patience with you break panic long time ago panicking panic with no. the cardinals no i'm panicked yeah, definitely. I and I honestly think I think it's a managerial move. Is I was just gonna say there. that it's all about Marmol. The guy's gotta go. <laughs> he does. He's got to go for he sure. Go. All right. And the the other central team that we have is the Pirates. Twenty six and twenty seven in their last ten, mm-hmm. they're three and seven. That's bad. That is bad. Are you having <gasps> patience? or Are you panicking? Patience, baby.
0: Patience. I like what's going on there. It's okay to hit a bad streak of 10 games. No big deal. It's all right, man. Just just ride this one out.
1: you gonna be all right. I'm having patience, but for a different reason. Okay. My reason I'm having patience is because there were no expectations coming into this season. For so, real. We had a really good start. Let's see if we can get some magic back in the bottle here in a couple of weeks, going into the all-star yeah. break. Yeah. Let's see what happens. We were still in the division, and the division's bad. The division's bad. And yeah.
0: They're only two games behind. They're in second place. It's fine. Boom. No, exactly. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> and the Brewers There's have nothing... not been much better. There's nothing to panic about. There's every reason to celebrate if you're in Pittsburgh. So yep. hoist the flag, everybody.
1: That's right. Absolutely right. All right. Uh, let's go to the NL West. Over to the Padres, 24 and 29 overall. And in their last ten, they're four and six. You are panicking, oh, big time! And (laughs) so are they because they brought in Gary Sanchez.
0: Yeah, this is. Oh man, they're not just hovering over the panic button. Somebody is sitting on it. (laughs) (laughs) This is. They've got an intern hired just to sit on the panic button right now.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's funny because like they're and they're they're preaching patience. They're just like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll get it no. sorted out. We'll get it figured out. It'll be fine. We got we got a lot of talent here. Machado's on the IL. We'll be all right. We'll be all right." No. You've got so much talent that with Machado on the IL, you should still be winning 7 out of every 10 games. Yep. Like there is something going on there that ain't yep. right. It's not right. Bad news yeah, bears, so. I'm telling you. Yeah. Do you think do you think they'll like if the Padres are not in the mix it, come trade deadline, right end of July. Like, if nothing looks like it's sorted out and headed in the right direction, do you think they'll start selling off guys? Nope, no, they they're gonna hold, they're gonna hold on, hold they're on to the bitter end. They're
0: gonna hold all their cards, bro, and they're gonna they're gonna use this offseason as a chance to run diagnostics. They're gonna go into spring training next year and figure it out, and then they'll decide by the All Star break next season.
1: But this mm, one, okay. they're gonna let this one fly if they need to. Okay. All right. Okay, let's head over to the American League. AL East. Got the Red Sox. Twenty-eight and twenty-five is not bad, but it is bad enough to be in fourth place in the AL East out of five for those of you keeping track at home. No, they're fifth place. Aren't they in fifth place? They're they're fourth. The the blue jays are at the bottom. By half. Well, that must have
0: just switched. That just changed then. Oh, okay. All right, then that's yeah, current okay. as of right now.
1: Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, when I updated this, that was not the case, but now okay. we're good. All right, so you got you got the Red Sox in fourth place. They are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Uh, are you having patience or are you panicking with the Red Sox? Panicking, and I'll tell you why. It's
0: because they are in the AL East. If they were anywhere else, it would be a total patient situation, but if the way things are going in the AL East, I don't care if you win 10 out of your last 10. They're still nine and a half games back and they're not going to win 10 out of every 10. They just can't do it. Right. So I'm telling you, it's, it's, uh, it's panic time, but they're not going to panic. They're going to hold their cards as well. They're going to maybe make one sneaky little move at the deadline. They're going to, it's going to be an appeal to the fan base to show that they're trying and it's gonna wa- it's gonna be a wash. I'm, I don't have any faith in Boston this year, and I I really enjoy that because I'm a Yankees fan. <laughs> but at the same time, like practically, like as a as a baseball fan, I'm not watching the Red Sox and wondering when they're gonna break out and come you know for the third place or second place. It's like, I'm just not worried about it.
1: Right, I feel the same way. I would be panicking for them as well if I was them yeah. as well because of everything you just said they're in the AL East they would be sitting half a game back in the AL Central totally um, which would be no problem at all but in the AL East it's uber competitive um but they're not necessarily going to do anything like to this point I feel like they've overachieved
0: I think so yeah so if they maintain yeah. where they're at if they can if they can even end up in third place in the AL East that will have been mm-hmm. a success on the season
1: yeah I agree Absolutely mm-hmm. agree. Okay, how about the Blue Jays, who are, as of right now, sitting in last place at 28 and 26. Their last 10 is ugly, 3 and 7. Panic or patience, Bray?
0: Uh,
1: Panic. <laughs> I got to go with panic. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you yeah.
1: watch them against the Rays last week? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they made him look foolish. Like bro, real uh, bad. Yeah. Like yep. this is this was the thing. This was the thing that I like one of my big takeaways with the way that the Rays just took it to the Blue Jays last week. And I know the Blue Jays put up 20 on them. A broken clock is right twice a day, right? Like no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. As far as the Rays go. Um but one thing that they were doing is that they were stealing bases at will. They were stealing. The bases were stolen before the pitcher even moved to the plate. Especially Alec Manoa. They they got to the point where they realized he was not checking the runner. So like, so like he's waiting till the pitch clock is at three to throw his pitch. They're gone with like five seconds left because they know he's not saying anything, or yeah. they know that he's not. He doesn't know. So they're already half halfway to second base by the time the pitch is thrown. So they got some issues to fix out, and the fact that nobody nobody said anything. No, yeah, you know that maybe nobody was calling runner to have him step off. I don't know. Managerial issues there. I don't know. It's odd. It it's bad. I think things could could potentially get a lot worse before they get better there.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I I totally agree with you.
1: Okay, the Mariners. Let's go. No, we're not going to go to the Mariners yet. Let's go to the AL Central first. Okay, Cleveland's baseball team. 24 and 29. In their last 10, they are 4 and 6. Are you panicking or are you having patience?
0: Mm, Patience. Tell me why. Tito. (laughs) (laughs) I know I keep giving it back back to Tito, but I really do have all the faith in the world in that guy. They're only three and a half games back in their division. They're in third place. It's the easy division. And if the Mm. Tigers can be ahead of you right now, you're going to be okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're right there. That's so exactly. I'm going to say, I am going to say panic right now. Oh, and oh. the reason I say panic is has nothing to do with the division. Has nothing to do with the record necessarily. It's because of that minus 33 run differential. That is oh. a problem because they uh-huh. don't score runs. I mean, I understand you can have great pitching. You've got Bieber and you've got McKenzie, right? Like you've got you've got really good pitchers on that team. But I've seen it in Seattle. It doesn't matter how good your pitching is if you can't score runs. You're going to lose one to zero, two to zero games a ton. It's going to happen. you've got to figure out a way to score runs like and i understand last year like oh well we don't hit home runs we just manufacture runs okay but you cannot then today's game you cannot rely solely on manufacturing runs you've got to be able to hit the long ball to some degree to win because your opponent can hit the long ball and put up a bunch of runs in a hurry and then you're going to be in trouble no matter how good your pitching is yep because your pitching can't score runs that's the difference with baseball is that defense cannot convert points it's true. And by that, I mean runs, obviously. Right, right, but yeah. But yeah. Because in basketball, yeah. your defense can turn into a fast break. Football, defense can literally score points, but it does not happen in baseball. You've got to have offense. You've got to be able to hit home runs in today's game. And the the Guardians don't do that. That's why I've got to say they panic. They've got to make a move. They've got to bring in a big bat, somebody who can hit home runs. If Even if they have one guy who it's like, okay, every other game he's going to give, or every few games he's going to give us one to keep us in it you got to have it. Is there anybody
0: in the transaction uh, DFA cycle that we went through you think they could bring on as a DH guy for that role specifically or to give Josh Naylor a spell at first
1: base here and there for switching Um, it out? Maybe Luke Voigt. I could see Tito keeping him in line, right? I could, yeah. Might be good for him. That's what I was just thinking. And I think that he's kind of a player's manager where he might be able to just be like, you know what, just go and do your thing, right? totally Might be able to oh, help yeah. you get, find a good spot mentally maybe luke Voigt's the guy i don't know that'd be cool I'd, i i'd like to see that for luke actually that'd be really neat all right should we head over to the west now uh we have to okay mariners 28 and 25 in their last 10 7 and 3 the a's certainly helped with that number i will tell you that right now four games against oakland in yeah. that mix um are you having panic or are you having patience
0: I'm going to say patience, but I got about three minutes until I'm going to hit that middle-of-the-road worry button again. <laughs> I I I think that when their team is healthy and clicking, that's the problem. They have to be healthy and clicking. Then, then things are okay. They're not great, but they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they need things to be great. Right now, they just need things to be okay if they if they ended the season in second place, it might be enough, yeah, probably, so it, for that reason, I'm gonna say patience. The problem is y- clicking is harder than healthy, and you know there are things you can do actively and aggressively to get healthy. There's not a lot you can do to get everybody clicking
1: and on the same page all
0: the time. That's the hard part,
1: yeah. Um, so if you had talked to me last week, if you'd asked me this last week, I would have said worried. Right. But in this last week, a lot of guys have gotten right. Julio Rodriguez is looking like himself again. Finally. Yeah. Right. Slow starter. Uh, T Oscar Hernandez is not swinging quite so much out of the zone, not chasing quite so much. Not as bad. The issue I think in Seattle right now is Colton Wong. Oddly enough, like I was really excited. They brought him on because he's a gold glover. Um, really solid bat. Haven't gotten anything out of him at all. Yeah. And so uh I worry about a disgruntled veteran in that clubhouse. Mm. He's he's my worry, right? That I mm. keep just being like, you know what? It's time to cut bait. You gotta you gotta move him, you gotta get rid of him. 10 million dollars for the year, like it eat it if that's what it takes. Because I bet you you get that guy out of the locker room and things turn around because. I'm going to go to basketball here for just a second. In Portland, you would see the Trailblazers. One of the things they, one of the problems they had, and this happened twice in my lifetime that I know of, they brought in veterans to be leadership, but those veterans got sick of being on a team that wasn't uh, living up up to expectation. Whether it's because of talent or just because there wasn't the cohesion. But what those guys did, well, this came out in an article at one point, was they'd be like, they go to the younger guys and they'd be like, "Look, you don't know get the playing time you deserve here." They're not treating you, mm-hmm. right? Whether they were or they weren't. Was either here or there. The water hole. They were poisoning the waterhole. They were poisoning the waterhole. Exactly right. And I worry a little bit about a disgruntled Colton Long. And I don't know anything about him personally, right? Like whether uh. that is something he would or wouldn't do. But I heard about it from – I heard about guys in Portland who I didn't think would do that who did just that thing. Right. So anybody could do it. Anybody could get dr- disgruntled and, like, could go to a Taylor Trammell like, man, you need to get your reps. You should be getting your yeah. reps. You should be out there DHing every single day. That's why you're not hitting, right? Like, that's your job. They should be giving you that job. Like, Pollock's not doing it. That's a Taylor Trammell job right there. And then he's like, Yeah, you're right. You're right. I should be DHing every day. And then he goes out there. He gets a chance once a week to hit. He doesn't. And he's like, Golly, I just need my reps. And he's disgruntled. And then it spreads throughout the clubhouse.
0: Because that's frankly. the
1: problem. That's what it feels like is going on in Seattle, is that there is there's a little bit of poison in the well, and it could be spreading. Because things don't look the way they should, or didn't don't look the way they did last year, and which is odd to say, but got, got mm-hmm. a couple guys coming back who I think will really help with that situation. I think there's about to be a resolution to the Colton Wong issue uh, soon because Dylan Moore's coming back. But anyway, that's a long winded answer of saying I'm having patience with the barriers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's your baby, it's okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it's, awesome. It's been re- it's been so crazy to watch this team this year so far. It's like, what's going on? What's the problem? But no, yeah. patience with the Mariners for now. So, I feel okay, you. let's take a break. When we get back, we're going to go in and talk about contend- contenders and pretenders. All right, baseball family,
0: welcome back to the third and final segment of this week's show. That was my radio host voice, and I will not be doing that again. We are going to (laughs) get us into the contender or pretender segment of the show. We're going to go down the list. We're going to give you division races. We're going to talk about how many games back teams are, and we're going to discuss whether or not these teams have a shot at the playoffs and why. Brad, let's just start at the top. Okay. AL East. Baltimore. Is 34 and 20. They are six and four in their last ten, second place in the division behind the rays, and that is four games back.
1: Are they contenders or pretenders? I think they're contenders. I think they've been steady enough for long enough that we can make them contenders. And the fact that they're only four games back of the Rays, pretty good. Pretty
0: good. Uh Side note: Do you think they're the best team in baseball,
1: Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay is the best team in baseball. Do you think they are? Yes or no? Mm, that's tough because <laughs> they have the potential to be, um, but they have some warts. Um, that's tough. I I don't know that the Orioles will ever ever catch them, even though four games is not very many, right? Um. So far, uh, this is what I'll say. Will the Rays be the best team in baseball at the end? I don't think so. But will mm. they be the best regular season team? Probably. They probably. I think they're going to be the best. Re- I think they are the best regular season team this year.
0: Okay. What about I you? I have an opinion on that. I think that I I think at this point Atlanta is probably the best team in baseball. Mm. Overall.
1: I think it's close. I think it's really close between those I think two. Tampa Bay is is yeah the only other consideration right now. I need to see a little bit more consistency out of Atlanta for them to be yeah. the best team because they that's have stretches fair. where you're just like you lost to who? By how much? What that's true. But and like I'm I know they're you, like I said I know the Rays gave up 20 but still that happens. But yeah. like they can hang 20 just as easily as they just more easily than they could give it up. Yeah. So I just
0: think that the teams that they've faced uh anyway Let's get on. Let's get on with it. Um, the, let's talk about the Yankees. They are 32 and 23, 7-3 in their last 10. That's puts them third place in the AL East. Six and a half games behind the Rays. Are
1: they contenders or pretenders? If you'd asked me a week ago, I I would have said they're potentially pretenders, but I absolutely think they're contenders. I don't care. They give up little league home runs, gaps happen in the field. Um, but they came back and they put up seven. The next inning so yeah no i think the yankees are absolutely contenders to make the playoffs uh because caveat like that's that's what this is a contender to make the playoff not necessarily contender for the world series we'll get there later uh on another show but for now contenders to make the playoffs absolutely yeah
0: i agree with you yeah i agree with you al central this one's really interesting the tigers Are 25 and 27. They're 5 and 5 in their last 10, puts them second place in the division, two games back. Is Detroit pretending
1: or are they going to be contending? I don't know that they're necessarily even pretending. I think they're just in a fortuitous circumstance, right? there's like, yeah, this division's bad. Okay. <laughs> right? We're two games <laughs> yeah. under 500. That also put those two games back of the, of the division leader. So mm-hmm. let's just ride this thing, right? Let's ride this wave. I don't think they're necessarily anything. I don't think they're a contender. I don't think they're a pretender. I think they're just sitting in a good spot in their division is all. Honestly. Like so I think they'll I, fall off and they won't be surprised.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel too. But I think it's interesting <laughs> – because now we have to talk about Cleveland's ball club like we did a minute ago. Yeah. But because they're 24 and 29, four and six in their last 10, third place in that same division, and three and a half games behind the Twins. Are they pretenders or do you think
1: they have a chance at the playoffs? So it, the, it's funny. It's funny because of that division, because I don't, I don't buy in on the Twins a ton, right? Right. So I've got to say that because Cleveland has the potential. To catch the twins, I've got to make them contenders despite panicking, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and saying we need a bat. But the reason we need a bat is because we're contenders in the division. If they weren't contenders and if they were pretenders, then I would be like, nah, patience, whatever, you don't need to fill that spot. But yeah, because right. there's the potential is there to catch the twins, absolutely. Like, I, that's why I say they're contenders in the division, in the playoffs. No, they're not going anywhere, but in the division, certainly. right? They're going to get to the playoffs, yeah.
0: Interesting. Yep. Okay. AL. Hold on. West. Hold on.
1: What about you though, Brig? What do you think with the, with Cleveland contender, or pretender Cle-
0: Cleveland's contending?
1: Yeah. They'll okay. make it to the All playoffs. Right. I think that's how I feel. Okay. Thanks
0: for catching me. I forgot about my having an opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The AL West is fascinating in case you haven't been oh. paying attention. It is cuckoo. For the proverbial Cocoa Puffs. Okay. <laughs> the Texas Rangers lead the division by three games right now. They're 34 and 19. And I didn't put them on here because I, but I needed to. The Rangers are 34 and 19, eight and two in their last 10. They lead the AL West. Are they contenders or
1: is this a facade? <laughs> um, I want it to be a facade, like so bad, right? Um, like <laughs> <Yeah>, you do, <laughs> so bad. But really, I don't feel like they've played a really tough schedule yet. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. I don't want to call them pretenders because they're winning the games they're supposed to, right? Indeed. Um, but at the same time, though, like I, I. Ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> I've got to say contenders, just because they're they're there, you know, until they fall off. They they've got the best offense in baseball. Their pitching has been holding up its end of the bargain for the most part. Well, Nate Evaldi has been holding up his end of the bargain. Okay, let's right? Be yeah, yeah. They did drop two or three to the Braves. <laughs> yeah. Recently, um, I don't they think took Nate two. Pitched of th- any of those? They took two out of three from the Orioles, though. So, like, that's the thing is. I'm going to say contenders just because they're there. And until they fall off, we have to. I think we have to include that team as contenders. I don't think they're going to fall off. You don't think so?
0: mm And I did not expect my prophecy to be fulfilled this early. I thought it right. would be next season. Yeah. I did. So I'm very excited. And they're doing it all without DeGrom, which is f- freaking crazy, but so fun. It is. It's fun. Yeah. It's a good day to be a Texas Rangers fan right now. Okay, let's move yeah. down because the Astros are a big question mark in a lot of people's minds, not so much in others. The Astros sit at 31-22, and 7-3 in their last 10. They're number two in the division, three games behind the Rangers. Do you think they're pretending,
1: or are they going to contend? This one is equally as hard because we talked last year about the issues the Astros had. They were, they were fortunate that those issues didn't cause major problems. Those issues are causing major problems this year. That they don't get a lot of guys on base. They don't get a lot of hits. They rely a whole lot on the home run. They live. They play in a stadium where that's fine, right? Yeah. Today, though, despite a Jose Altuve grand slam late in the game, they ended up losing in extra innings, right? To a team that they should have beat, and they're fourteen and
0: twelve at home. So even when they're hitting bombs at home, they're
1: barely above 500 at home. Yeah. they play yeah, better I away. I would have thought that the Astros would be better, like seven and three in their last 10 is really good, but I still would have thought they'd had a better may than they did. Um, I can't say pretenders though, because of the defending champs, you've got to keep yeah. them as contenders, especially at 31 and 22. They yeah, won like 10 yeah, games in a row a couple weeks ago. So, yeah,
0: no, I think they're for real. Um, I don't know how deep into the playoffs they would end up,
1: but I think they're going to make it to the playoffs. Well, and the thing too, like I honestly, like they're going to contend for the division. They're going to contend for a playoff spot, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like I said, that that ugly thing that they can't do reared its head mm-hmm. at the end of the season because teams had them figured out because that's no. kind of where it's headed.
0: I agree with you. Um, now we got to talk about Seattle really quick. Do you think they're contending or
1: pretending? I have to say contending just because I know the potential for this team. Like, Mm -hmm. And it's obviously a very – it's a homer pick. I understand that. But I know the potential for this team. I know who they have and what they have. Got to make a move for one guy. But I think they're contenders for the division for sure. Definitely a wild card spot. Six games back right now.
0: Okay, let's move over to the National League. Starting in the east, let's talk about the Marlins. We already did a little bit, but they're 28 – in 26 five and five in their last 10 second place in the division and four games behind the
1: Braves are they contending or pretending they're pretending they've got a lot of firepower they'll hit a lot of home runs but their pitching is not good they have a couple of good pitchers but over like their their bullpen's not good
0: agree with you. They're totally pretending. But the New York Mets are exactly 500 right now. They're sitting at 27 and 27, 6 and 4 in their last 10. Third place, five games behind the Braves. Are they pretenders, or do you think they'll contend
1: for a playoff spot? I got to say that they'll contend. Like It's it's just a talent thing, right? They have to. They have to contend because I don't see them. Because the only other option to me is if they're pretenders, you blow it up. Right. tear it all down at the at the trade deadline I don't see that happening so they've got to contend they've got to be contenders okay so if the Marlins are faking it and the Mets
0: are all but deserving of at least a contention vote then what does that mean for the Phillies because the Phillies are 25 and 28 five and five in their last 10 this puts them in fourth place they're six and a half games behind the Braves.
1: So the way the Phillies are playing you can't call them contenders. Right? No. I don't feel like I can't. I can't call them a contender right now. I don't even feel like they're you can call them a pretender right now because they're not pretending to be anything but maybe bad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if they're pretending strange. to be bad does that make them a contender? I don't know. I don't know. It's a manic. They're not even right at 500 now. right now. No. No. Do I think they'll contend later? They ought to. David, well, they, I
0: don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Is that our big question mark, Goose Egg, for I think the, that's for our the big, segment?
1: I think that's our big question mark.
0: That's our, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. The National League Central's fascinating. Pittsburgh, 26 and 27. They're three and seven in their last 10, second place, two games back. That's behind the Brew Crew, mm-hmm. who might
1: also be pretending. We don't know. But do you think Pittsburgh is pretending or contending? I'm going to stay with contenders with them just because of the division that they're in. They hit a rough patch. That happens. Everybody's going to hit one. It's better to hit it in May than to hit it in August or September. So I'm, they got it. It's a good team. It's a good team, despite, I mean, this is the thing that I've decided is that Rich Hill, for some reason, needs to pitch at night. Yeah, you get all um, oh, yeah, know if he needs to like go watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune before he goes out there. If, like, that's a thing. But, get <laughs> but his better at night. Yeah, 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 because yeah, he's better at night than he is during the day. But he's been yeah. really good, he's been pretty good for them despite being over the
0: hill. Um, okay, so we know the Brewers basically you could make the same argument for the Brew Crew, but what does that mean for Cincinnati because they're in third place <laughs> right now and they're only four games back. Five and five in their last 10. They're 24 and 29, which is terrible. But as far as the division goes in the NL Central, it's serviceable at this point.
1: It is. Serviceable. And how is that
0: possible?
1: They just swept the Cubs, by the way. I know. Um, I know. They're pretenders, though. They're not going to win anything. Like they might even, like I saw that they might be shopping Jonathan India whoa seriously that's what the twitterverse is saying i don't know if it's true because i wouldn't be if i were them but if i'm seattle i'm giving them pretty much whatever they want for him because you need a second baseman yeah because i love me some jonathan india dude's (laughs) awesome dude
0: is great okay let's talk to the nl west this is this is to me this is the most fascinating thing in the world because somehow the Dodgers are only one game up. The D-backs are in second place in the National League West. S- Hold on, Taylor Duke, listen to me. The D-backs are in second place behind the Dodgers, trailing by a game. One, I know it's May, but one game, okay? They are 31 and 23, but they're 6 and 4 in their last 10. Brad, are these guys faking it or do you think they're actually going to go to the playoffs?
1: That's tough, man. It's tough because so the late, the last little stretch that they've had where they've been playing really good ball, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. had like a 16 game hit streak that just got broken a couple days ago. Um, one thing I think that the Diamondbacks are really good at is beating teams they're supposed to, they have a hard time beating the teams above them. Mm -hmm. Um, so Will they contend for a wild card spot? Yes. Will they contend for the division? No. Are they pretenders? No. I'm not going to say they're pretenders. Like they've got they've got talent. We said at the beginning of the season that team has got talent. We just didn't think that they would hit this year, right? We were like, oh, they'll yeah. be pests. They'll be 500 team. But no, that talent yeah. has clicked already, and I I think they'll contend for a wild card spot. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. And this is the exuberant face I have to bring to the party. Like I just. <laughs> It's really cool. And you know what? And I'm excited to have good baseball played in town because I, in the offseason, I was like, I want it to be bad because it'd be easy to get tickets. But no, yeah. I'm going to get to go he watch really that. good baseball when I go to games this summer. So yeah. I'm excited for that. It'll be fun.
0: It's true. As long as your gold glove uh, caliber players don't get ejected for celebrating umpires, making great calls, you'll be fine. <laughs> okay. So my, fa- and this has happened a lot, and we're going to wrap it up in a minute. But my favorite thing about all of this game is that we play is the implications for everyone else, right? The Padres get a ton of juice from the media and from major league baseball and from their fan base. That's super active and it's wonderful. The giants are kind of quiet, but the giants are like three, three games above the freaking Padres right now. The giants are in third place. They're only four games behind the Dodgers at 28 and 26, seven and three in their last 10 I think they're faking it. I think they're pretending. I think the best thing they have going for him is Gabe Kapler, and he should not be doing b- much beyond being some sort of like cover model or something, but he's really good at that. <laughs> I don't know what funny. else he's good at. <laughs> I saw this TikTok the other day. It was so funny. It was a woman explaining dugouts. <laughs> she said, she was, I think I said it to you. She was like, the dugouts have steel holes and they're wrapped in padding and that's to protect and the And they players. like to
1: stand up at the top and they can they, come out and they could talk.
0: <laughs> for like, sit down in the shade where they can hang out with their friends. <laughs> but it was, every picture was this like
1: smoldering view of Gabe Kapler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Well>, I think <laughs> at one point she said too, she's like,
1: and you can smolder. Mm. Yeah,
0: she did. <laughs> <laughs> I really do think that that is the best thing they got going on in yeah. San Francisco. I think they're favorite. yeah, they're
1: pretenders. They don't have, I don't think they have the talent to stick around in that division. Um, it's they what they've done so far has been a surprise. I'll give them that. But true, yeah. because of that, they're pretending. Okay, Not
0: so kidding. then the 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 immediate implication is San Diego, right? They're seven right. and a half games back. 24 and 29 with as much talent as anybody, uh, as big a payroll as anybody, and they've got every expectation in the world, and they're squandering it right now. They're 4 and 6 in their last 10. They're not even at 500. Are they faking it, Brad? What's going on in San Diego?
1: Well, it's like, who was it? I said this about the Phillies. They're not contending. The only th- if If they're pretending, the only thing they're pretending to be is bad. Yeah, Like, you know, and for their sake, I hope that's what it is. Pretending to be bad because too. they've been that. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. So the deficit anyway. is not insurmountable, though. No, if no, it no. Clicks, if it clicks, they'll come roaring back.
0: Oh, yeah. And it'll be ugly for everybody I else. Agree with you. Everybody in the way.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Baseball family, what do you think? Do you like our picks? Do you think we're way off the mark? Do you think we're discounting somebody or some team? Or does Gabe Kapler have more going on than just his GQ model opportunities? <laughs> what do you think? We need to know. Link in the comments. Drop your stuff on social media. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. Sometimes we're definitely never on the Twitter sphere because it's arduous and nobody cares. And then, uh, we're, but YouTube is where it's at. That's where we post most actively. We're going to interact with the most comments most actively. Uh, that's really the place to, to get all the stuff. So go ahead and like, subscribe, and uh, comment and everything in the YouTube
1: world that you live in. Because that's where <laughs> we are too absolutely for sure and baseball family don't forget to hop on to chinookseedery.com where you can get the best seeds ever use code bt at checkout save 10 percent. you will help the show while helping yourself and it's fantastic truly the best best seeds ever i was munching on some smokehouse barbecue the other day and was reminded how fantastic they are and why i have a whole lot of them in my box in my closet because that's right they're amazing the but baseball family thank you so much for joining us this week we will catch you next week